Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of anime trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I am joined by. Hello, my name is Isabel, and. This is Agnes. So, without further ado, the Girl Taku today will be about anime characters that are most similar to each of us. Uh, I don't know about you two, but I always think it's fun when I see anime characters and I just think they resemble someone that I love or someone that I'm close to or even myself and be like, oh, look, there's me or, oh, look, there's Shada, you know, sort of thing. That's like a pastime I do is basically list out all the anime characters that I think are like Shada, which, spoiler alert, they're all male characters. I've yet to find a female character yet, so I have been looking. But today we are going to turn it upon ourselves. So I will go first because, uh, I mean, this is a pastime of mine, but I always think it's interesting to sort of explore and hear other people's opinions on the matter as well. So I will go with the first one that um, that isn't as much of a carbon copy. So my first one is I had a feeling that Tanjiro and I are pretty similar from Demon Slayer. And the funny thing is I wasn't very happy about that when I was watching Demon Slayer. And I couldn't like I couldn't really tell why, because I was just like, uh, I, I was just like, every time I see him, I'm just like, oh, he's so loud and expressive and everything. And it annoyed me for some reason. <laughs> where uh, I think Agnes you were the one who said it but you were like wait this girl sounds crazy it was like from an anime. oh yeah and Mary Shu yeah, on and, YouTube and I was like I don't like this that's basically my reaction towards Tanjiro where I'm just like I don't like this and deep down I keep trying to deny the fact that I'm like him in any shape or form until you sent me that like anime characters in their MBTI list and it, it was ENFJ and I was like I bet it's Tanjiro who's listed and then lo and behold it was Tanjiro and I was just like I knew it I just deep down I knew it because he has a lot of things that are very similar to me i.e like he is very loud and expressive but he gets very mom-esque with his friends and the people he cares about and all um all my roommates will attest to the fact that I can't I get very like much like a mom and get kind of nagging like my roommate who's currently rooming with me uh when we roomed in college she decided to try to jump this big puddle because the uh, the sewage system isn't exactly the greatest in my uh, at my university campus. So there's a lot of like, like humongous puddles. And so she tried to jump it and she didn't make it because it was just way too big. And so she fell in the water and scraped her knee. And like the whole time back, I kept being like, oh, like we need to get that clean. We need like band-aids and like oh. me being very mom-esque and stuff. And then there's there's also the part where Tanjiro is very talkative, but he's he really likes to pursue the quiet people to get them to talk to him, like Kanae and um uh, and uh, Gyu later when Gyu was having a moment and he like kind of like cornered himself into his room and and Tanjiro just kept bothering him, be like Gyusa, Gyusa, and stuff like that. And so it was like it was just really relatable, but also maybe really upset seeing it. And I and I think I was just like. There can only be one. I <laughs> sort of feel I don't know. I don't know. I have a thing against my own personality. Don't ask me why. So um, so that's my first one. 
But my second one is probably the one that, like, this isn't one where I was in denial. This one I was actually more like, oh, shoot, this is kind of scary. So uh, Narumi from Woltakoi is ridiculously similar to me that it actually scares me because she is she has a desk day job and does um, her, you know, anime, manga, otaku things on the side, making money, which is what I do. And she and she loves her whole thing is writing stories or in her case, it's BL, but writing stories, essentially, which is what I do on the side. And then um, she is extremely bubbly and excitable and really social. And there was a part that like really scared me on our similarities was the fact that she was a closet otaku for such a long time and still kind of is. And the reason why for it is that she mentioned how she or actually it was Hirotaka who mentioned that she didn't really fit into the otaku mode because she wasn't unsocial. She wasn't introverted. It wasn't like games and manga and anime were the only things in the world that mattered to her. She had other hobbies beyond just the otaku stuff. And so like he himself said, so it doesn't really surprise me that you know, maybe you don't really feel as connected with sort of the otaku community because of the fact that because of the fact that you don't really fit into that mold. And that was for a large reason why I had a hard time accepting I was an otaku when I was growing up, because I was also looking at that mold of people and being like, I don't fit in with that at all, because I read all these different kinds of novels. I hang out with friends all the time. I'm not scared to talk to people or perform. And like, you know, I have a bunch of other hobbies outside of just anime. And so and so that part was like a very personal thing that ended up being ridiculously similar on top of everything else, because she loves pink and she wears pink all the time. And pink is my favorite color. And I basically have a bunch of pink clothes in not only my closet, but everywhere. Like my bed sheets are pink. My stuffed animals are pink and stuff. And um, even the games she plays, like she talks about how um, she loves Animal Crossing, which is basically the only real uh, like video games I play. <laughs> <laughs> and her character is an RPG where she dresses her character up all cute and pink and frilly, but then she chooses like the assassin mode, which is exactly what I quite literally do when I play these games. Is I dress my characters all up cute, cutesy, and princessy, and then I choose a really dark sort of uh, type to uh, follow them with because I'm really into assassins and stuff like that. And so, and even the opening theme song where at one point where she, you know, she kind of poses and stuff with like her hands, it was like sort of like the character pose. I literally have a profile picture of me wearing pink in that exact same, in that exact same position back when my freshman year of college. And so, and so it's just like everything about her is just so ridiculously similar. My, um, my roommates who... My my roommate even said that, like, she feels like I am her and there's no other questions about it. The only difference is that I think is she was like, oh, Hirotaka is not my type. But I'm like, no, Hirotaka is absolutely my type. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's the- Narumi is in denial, but Gracie's like, yes, give it to yeah, me. Yeah, I know. Like, that's the only difference. Where Okay, to be fair, I get what she say about Kabakura being her type because Kabakura is also my type as well because I like the whole Sundere, like, awkward sort of guys and Kabakura is very that. 
But Hirotak is sort of like, you know, quiet introvertedness and stuff like that is also my thing. And remember, I'm into introverts, guys. I can't help it. And so, um, mm-hmm. and so that's like the only difference is that, yeah, Narubi's like, oh, he's not my type. And I'm he's sitting here like, give it to me, give it to me. And so, um, <laughs> Gracie is thirsty for Hirotaka. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's a handsome man. Okay. And look at how tall he is. Like, ugh. That's true. That is true. I, I have a thing for height as well. But, Anyway, so that's basically uh, the two that anime characters that I feel like is just embodies me or particularly the last one, but as a whole is very, very similar to me. And yeah, I'm curious to hear what you guys think of like when you guys compare me into the two characters I mentioned. Also, like who you guys have on the list that you think is me and anime form. Yeah, I find it funny that you mentioned Tanjiro and Narumi, and then the characters you like in the anime are probably the other characters you mentioned. So you like Gyu in Demon Slayer, and you like Hirotaka in Wotakoi. So like your favorite character is not you, but you do see yourself in these anime, which is so interesting. <laughs> and I totally, totally agree with that as well. I didn't think of Tanjiro for you, but I thought Narumi, I was like, I would like to be, or I would like to see someone as Narumi. And I was, and when you mentioned it, I was like, okay, that's, that's pretty much you as well. <laughs> and and the fact that you like pink, so I chose a pink character for you is uh Yui Yui Gahama from um Origaru. And, oh! oh she cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's just, like really cute. She's like bubbly, she's super social as well. Um and she wants to get along with everyone. So I think that was a perfect character that kind of fit you. I had, she's also in the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my friend told me uh, who watched Oregaru, she said, or he, he said that whenever he sees Yui, he just thinks of me because of the way she acts and stuff and also the way she dresses, which I heard, which I have seen is very pink. But is she the Genki girl, I guess, in the series? <laughs> yeah, she definitely is. And uh, the other two members are more introverted, so she's always hanging out with introverts. And 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 she's super um I guess she's super kind as well. She thinks about others a lot more than maybe she thinks about herself. I don't know if that's true for you, but I assume that it is because like you said, you care for your roommates falling into puddles and stuff like that or and take care of them. So I think Yui is a perfect example of that as well. What? Um, so, you just... <laughs> so out of curiosity, since... I... <laughs> yes? <laughs> I just saw the profile picture you sent and I, I, I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. Oh, I can't either. I told you, I even had the same pose on her in the pink with the pink background of all things. <laughs> like, But so Yui, because I haven't really watched the anime itself, was that sort of the first person you thought of or were, did, were you going through it and ultimately decided like, oh, she was most, uh, she's most like me? <laughs> no, yeah, I, I feel like I, I definitely had a harder time picking for Agnes than for you. For you, it was kind of like, okay, who can I find that's pretty bubbly, cheerful? like pink and stuff and Yui came up and I was like okay Yui I'm that's it uh that's we're good <laughs> okay well that's do you like I, her at least I do like her uh but I do like Yuki no Shita a little bit more in the series mm-hmm. but that's just perf- personal preference because I feel like I- I'm more like her but Yui is definitely a great character I feel like everyone um in that series at least is definitely relatable in some sense I feel like a lot of guys Maybe your guy friend said this. Who I, I, he might say like, yeah, I'm totally like Hachiman in this series. I feel like a lot of guys do relate to the characters, and it's in a school setting. 
as well. So I think um, it makes it easier to see those interactions and stuff like that. Well, uh, mm-hmm. I will take it because I know Yui is very popular amongst the fandom, <laughs> so <laughs> I will not deny myself that fact. Um, so what do you got for me, Agnes? <laughs> this is actually a lot harder than I thought um, <laughs> because I'm not, I think I'm not good at comparing people to like certain characters in anime because I think everyone's super multidimensional, so I can't just categorize somebody as the cute Genki girl. And then, like, not look underneath it. <laughs> so it was kind of difficult. But what's funny is you were the one who very, very early on in our recordings, like, when we were just starting, remember, where you're like, wait, I just realized Narumi is is very, very similar to Gracie. Like, you were the one who made that observation. That's true. I did say something like that, but then I didn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very short memory span these days. I'm like an old Asian grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the person that I did choose, I noticed that a lot of these like Genki girls that like pink or like super bubbly, they they're very empathetic. Mm-hmm. But they or Tanjiro's are also very empathetic too. But they don't have necessarily a hint of deviousness mm-hmm. that I sometimes sense from you, Gracie, <laughs> in our chats oh. or in things that you do to other people that you don't like. So I purposely went that route. Like instead of like the typical Genki girl, I'm like, okay, which character is actually really empathetic? but also can get kind of petty when they want wow, to. Wow, way to call <laughs> me out right now. <laughs> no, I mean, in in a way, it shows that you have spine, that you're not going to, because I know people who are, like, super ganky, super empathetic, but they will, like, bend their will to satisfy, like, another person. And that's not always a good thing. And so the person I ended up choosing while I was, like, scrolling through anime tra- um, some of the anime charts was actually Alan Walker from Degray Man. And this is oh. more of much older... Uh, from when I was much younger, when I was watching the original series. And Alan Walker is incredibly empathetic in the entirety of the series because he has to fight against people whose souls have been corrupted. Very similar to how Tanjiro has to deal with demons and whatnot in the series. Alan does take up a lot of like a mom role in what in like making sure his teammates and his friends don't do like stupid stuff and he yells at them too in a very mom tone. But he also has a bit of a devious side when he's like verbally sparring with people that he doesn't like and he actively shows it. <laughs> it's actually a little bit funny and it kind of reminded me that of you that you won't take uh you won't you won't take uh crap for an answer if someone's trying to like BS their way around you. <laughs> very flattered by this because I remembered when I was watching D. Graven that I really liked Alan uh, not, yeah. not just because of the silver hair which admittedly is a bias but, um, oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah I remembered really liking him because I thought he was I thought he was very understanding without backing down on himself which is you know an admirable trait because you're right a lot of times the understanding characters tend to sort of be more of a doormat per se and let people walk all over them and I will say I was more like that as a kid for sure um I definitely have let uh toxic friends walk all over me back when I was younger but I think I think that devious side that you're used to you're talking about I I kind of came more out in college where I really like sort of gained my confidence and who I was as a person and stuff and so um so the fact that I have become him in your eyes is just very very flattering so I will take it oh you're welcome (laughs) I'm glad now you can be the cool badass protagonist that you want to be yes with silver hair of all things (laughs) silver hair a scar a Demonic arm, all of the anime tropes. Yes, very much. To one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
very I will say though, Alan has a tendency to sort of hide his suffering a lot of times, and I he does. And so, which that I will attest to, because most if I I will cry and sort of express my issues slash troubles for certain things, but it's the things that I do let my friends see. I they're very purposefully picked where I know like I will get over it eventually so I don't really I don't really feel as much about that but um but and my friends have called me out on this before but my I I rarely ever talk about my deep-seated insecurities even with my you know sisterhood group I rarely even talk about it and it's almost in a way and it isn't even because I don't want to share with them but in a way I'm like this is my issue so it's sort of like my responsibility to sort of figure it out on my own sort of thing so yeah I guess the more you talk the more you you talked about it and the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like yeah I guess I am very similar to him so um hey at least it's it's a cool character it is a very alan walker's a very cool, cool character go watch d grayman or go read it okay yeah well thank you it's i guess it's the same way how one of my friends is like crazy tanjiro reminds me of you and i was like eh and she was like eh. <laughs> 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 yeah but uh, there can only be one i'm sorry <laughs> so uh. Well, I love this. Um, so, Agnes, it's time to put you in the hot seat. Talk about the two anime characters that you really relate to. I'm really excited to talk about mine that I think of you on. So, yeah. <laughs> We've had this discussion before about other characters that you thought was me. I, and I'm just okay. like, I don't think I have the balls to do okay, what I they actually do. I love talking about my friends and anime characters <laughs> that remind me of them. I told you, it's like a hobby of mine. So... <laughs> I totally understand. So I guess the first person I thought about, and I mentioned her name before on this podcast, is Sasha Brown. (laughs) 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 Because everything in my entire life is about food. Like, I will think like 24 hours a day about what can I make? What will I eat? And how will I make it? (laughs) And it's like that from like the beginning I wake up to like the end of the day after I get home from work. And every time we go like on a trip, or like we go visit family or something, the first instinct I have is I need to get food. I need to go eat lunch. How are we going to get there? What am I going to eat? <laughs> and it's so, it's to the point where my mom, every time she looks at me, she's just like, all you just think about is food. And I'm just Aww. like, like Sasha Brown with like trying to sneak the potato, like halfway eating it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that's, that's how, that's how I am exactly in real life is that everything about me is food. You can just li- literally leave me alone in a supermarket and I will be entirely happy because I get to browse around different types of food. Wow. And herbs and spices Whoa. and i will be very happy wow. i will i used to do like three hour uh market trips what <laughs> yeah because i just terrible. like browsing and stuff too while picking up the stuff that i actually need and if there's anything in the aisle that looks appealing or looks good i'll just pick it up and throw it in there too huh it reminds me of that scene where uh where sasha like they, she and armin were discussing something strategic like it wasn't even a silly <laughs> conversation they're discussing something strategic and she like very quickly like snatched bread and put it in her pocket and Armin saw it and he Armin just stops the conversation mid-sentence and he goes Sasha Sasha what did you put in your pocket and her voice deepens so much and she goes nothing bread related (laughs) 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 me with food every day my friends know me in college as the girl who will eat and lecture 
I will literally heat something up right before lecture and just open it during lecture and just eat it right in front of them because I did not care. <laughs> I brought actually a corn on the cob with me into lecture and I was sitting like the first three rows in the class and everyone looked at me. They're, she, they're like, what is she doing? I was just eating the corn in front of the professor. <laughs> I bet the I corn like was delicious. <laughs> the corn was delicious. It's like one of those uh, uh, those spring ones that you get from Sprout that are really cheap. I'm trying to think, but I actually don't know what that is. Oh, uh, it's a, just like sweet corn that's on sale. Oh, okay. Like a, okay. from like the Sprouts Marketplace, like okay. when they have the sales for vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my uncle would pick them up and then he would send them over to my grandma's house and she'd just steam it and I'd take it to school with me. That sounds delicious. And you just eat corn yeah. in lecture. Oh. Yeah, corn is good. <laughs> See, now I've derailed the entire conversation <laughs> about food. Oh, but that's 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 who I immediately click with um, because I don't know of any other character in the anime series that has such it um an intense mindset for food especially meat and potatoes because i love meat i will literally not do a day without any kind of meat or like mm-hmm. a, a fleshy product like fish i cannot go vegan and nor can i go vegetarian <laughs> i mean i can't either to be fair so <laughs> i like meat way too much anyway um that's my first character uh, my second character, I actually thought about this for a little while today, but I think in terms of personality and kind of like gung-ho-ness, but also like incredibly resilient and loyal is Shorter Wong from Banana Fish. <gasps> I see Ooh, it! Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very much of a bro with a lot of my friends. I'm not very mom-esque in a way, but I'm very like supportive. I'm always there for them. And I try to be like more the humorous part of the group and try not to make people feel awkward. And if they need something that needs to be physically done, I will do it for them. Like how, you know, um, Ash is like on the run from gangsters in the, I think the first episode. And he calls over Shorter Wong to like basically pick him up. And Shorter just like drives over with his motorcycle. He's like, hop on. And they like drive off. I would do that for my friends, uh, literally. Uh, shorter is, uh, short, he, Only if I actually own the bike, Shorter, right? he breaks my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't bring good memories, but you know. But now, like, I see it. Oh my gosh, I see it. <laughs> yeah, Shorter was such a great character and a great friend, so. Yeah. Do you have, like, good a really stuff, close friend stuff. group that you're with then? I, I, I just don't really know, or. Uh, I. Different friend that's groups. That's hard to say because mm-hmm. I change friend groups so often. Not often, but, like, I float around different friend groups. I'm not particularly close with anyone, but I do have them in all very distinct social circles. Like, they don't overlap. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I talked about this before. Um, All my friend groups are, like, they either are in, like, in a in an acquaintance circle from, like, university or in an acquaintance circle from, like, family. Um, And then closer friends are, like, closer to the center, kind of like a, a bullseye target. Mm-hmm. Groups of people are on different edges of the bullseye target as they hone into the center. But none of them actually overlap. Only a few people overlap, like New Bulls, because I knew him from an earlier period. And a couple others, too, that kind of intersect because they were close to me in other parts of my life. But otherwise, everyone stays very distinct. Oh, I see. Okay. What about, like, a close buddy? Do you have one? Like, you know how Ash and Shorter were, like, super close? Oh, yeah, they're bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, bros. So, like, do you have that as well? Like, you know, like, a one-on-one type of relationship? I recently made a friend who's kind of like a bro to me currently. We send a lot of gifts to each other. Um, She, or they bought me, um, they bought me some D&D books. And I also reciprocate in terms of, in 
in turn as well. So I think we're kind of close in that aspect. But uh, bros in the even more intimate aspect for like physically, I would say are more like my cousins and my family, but that's about it. Oh, okay. I think, I think though, like overall, like Shorter's presence, which is very, he's chill when the, when the time calls for it, but then he's on top of things when the time also calls for it. I think it's really (laughs) indicative of Agnes as a whole, at least in our group, in our group dynamics, because everything else, she's super duper chill. But then when things start panicking, she's like, okay, 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 let's get everything under control, guys. You know, it's like a switch gets flipped on and stuff in a good way. And so, yeah, I totally see it. Yeah, I also like the fact that Shorter Wong is a little bit meme as yeah. well. Um, I'm kind of like that in my other friend groups as well. I send a lot of memes. I'm I'm like really quick with my fingers. There's a website called memeflip.com where it's just like a an entire site of meme templates that have been accumulated throughout uh the, like several years of the internet. And I'll literally just take one, like the one that I think of off the top of my head, and then write a quick meme and then just send it into my group chat. And everyone's like, how did you make that? And so quickly, it'll be like, uh, a meme from like a conversation that we just had within that first minute. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And so I can kind of see Shorter Wong doing that because he um he pulls a lot of pranks too. Oh, yeah. Um, especially when he tricks Eiji the first time by pretending that he's an old Chinese man yes, in New York. Yes, that was really great, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I kind of saw myself in Shorter Wong and I'm like, I like this dude. Well, I um I definitely didn't think of Shorter Wong, but I did think of another male character, which I've talked to you about, Agnes. So I think yeah. you are Ray. I cannot unsee it from Promise Neverland since um since I saw it, and it's just like every single time he talks, I'm just like, hey, hey Agnes. And so, um, <laughs> Surprisingly, I did like Ray a lot when I was reading the Promise Neverland. I actually liked him a lot more than Emma who I used to think was more similar to me because she's very, like, she's very athletic, but also um, kind of reckless to a point with her athleticism as well, which is something that I've done before, and I still am sometimes, like when I'm driving on the freeway or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so for a moment, I thought, like, um, I actually thought I was more similar to Emma, but I guess in terms of trying to logically plan things out. I am a bit more like Ray. I feel like there's a lot of more outside attributes that might be more like Emma. Like, you know, like you said, the physical abilities, which I have no reason to doubt, by the way, because when we went to the anime convention, the way she sprinted between (laughs) panels while I was like desperately catching my breath is telling you enough. (laughs) But, um, But also like the whole recklessness and stuff. But if you think about it, Ray can be pretty reckless too. I mean, he burned his ear yeah, off like, in season he tried one. Yeah, <laughs> off. He like uh, he played like hide and seek with that with those demons looking for them in the forest. Like that's very reckless, and he didn't have as much of a plan in those either. And so, I think it's just when there's like the dynamics between the three of them and how they talk and stuff. I just keep seeing you because when Emma and Norman were having a uh, were having essentially kind of a friendship spat or an uh, idealism spat because they they didn't really agree with with what to do and like why it should be done ray just sort of stands on the side and waits for them to like talk it out but then he just goes okay so what are we supposed to do okay then you know have we me with every single meeting i am (laughs) in i literally zone out during meetings (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I wait until anyone comes up with a solution. Well, no, that's why I say, like, 
like, and I like get legit flashbacks to any of our meetings where like a group of us might have differing opinions with others and we sort of like are debating it out and then Agnes is just completely silent until the end where she's like, okay, so have we decided yet? Because whatever we decide, <laughs> let's get to it. Cause I don't, I'm not really interested in the debate on who's right or wrong or anything. I just want us to make a decision and we can work towards it. And that's exactly how Ray thinks and operates. And so, cause if you think about it, he never really, he never really said which side he agrees more on. In fact, he never really, he never, yeah, he never says it. He's like, I like, he's like, I see Norman's plan. I think it's fine. And then with Emma's, he's like, okay, I see what you're saying and I get it. You know, like never at any time has he been like, no, I don't agree with you sort of thing. He's just so focused on, have we made a decision yet? Okay, well, now let's make a plan to make towards that decision essentially than it is to act on the actual which plan to do because of a b and c reasons and so also the way he teases emma and like a very dry sarcastic humor reminds me of you as well agnes i feel like you are oops. very dry and sarcastic <laughs> very oops <laughs> and so um i also think it's funny because ray gives off angst vibes and he has angst moments but in reality when you see him with the other kids and stuff you realize he's actually really chill and he's not he's not at all that much of an angst guy at all and so and I it makes me think of the whole like because you know Agnes you're an ISTP and ISTP sometimes give off angst vibes but then you like get to know them and they're like what and they're just super chill and they're not anywhere near a shape like that in a sense and so and so that also like gave me like Agnes vibes. So that's why I was like, it's Ray. Agnes is Ray. Ray's Agnes. Do not <laughs> argue with me on this. And so I like that you pointed out that I don't like angst because it is true. Cause it's like it's very dramatic, too much flair. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like people put way too much unnecessary angst that they're not doing anything about like their problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then I just end up getting frustrated because I'm just like, there's clearly like Several different solutions that you could you could help yourself to, but you decide to just sit in a hole and ruminate over your dark and thoughts. And see, this is exactly why I said you're Ray, because Ray has plenty of things to be about. And what does he do? Plan ridiculously reckless but very thought out plans on how to escape. So like, <laughs> um, okay, that's my spiel. Your turn, Isabel. <laughs> Who do you think Agnes is most similar to? Yeah, I had a hard time searching for Agnes, and... That's okay. <laughs> I have, I would have a hard time searching for myself, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, and then based off what I've been hearing, I'm just like, maybe, maybe I'm really off. But <laughs> anyway, we already mentioned him earlier. It's Hiro Taka as well from Motokoi. Uh, <gasps> oh! oh! Okay, okay. Hiro is really... I actually thought it was more like Kabakura, because I am fairly aggressive and very sundere but okay go on with your talk <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i just feel like you you're just like really cool about things and then uh, and like hero Taka really doesn't care about his image like he's like That's a super true. gamer that is very true yes you're right i actually don't care about my image in real life too like my friends would be like oh do you put on like skincare like you do like a three-step skincare to take care of your skin i'm like no, I just scrub my face with soap and come out of the house. <laughs> and they're so alarmed. That's exactly what Hiro Taka would do as well. That's exactly what Hiro Taka would do. <laughs> or like, I guess like that one scene in Wotakoi where like, uh, Narumi calls him 
because she couldn't call him over the weekend and then he doesn't respond and so she goes over to his house to like see what happened to him and he's like passed out on the floor she's like are you okay and then she realizes that he just gamed all night yeah i would do that <laughs> oh also the, the way she acts exhaustion. would be how i act i'd be like ah! <laughs> <laughs> the true mom moment although like to be fair like as much as like i would like obsessively do things like write play games to like an extended period of time Mm -hmm. i do i never am like hirotaka where i will forgo food i will find food if that is the last thing i do before i I crash (laughs) yeah so you'll definitely have food next to you or at least you'll be like okay i'm gonna stop this now because food is more logical yeah i will literally put my game on pause and like go out Peek, take a peek in the fridge and make something myself. I think maybe, Isabel, we've just never really seen the aggressive side of Agnes, and so that's why we kind of tend to associate her with more chill characters. I mean, granted, Ray doesn't have chill moments. Sometimes he has some very yeah. intense where I'm like, Ray, can think it through. Come on, boy. Like, sort of <laughs> moments, but, um, but in regards, but overall our interactions with her have always been a lot more chill, so I can totally see why you associate her with Hirotaka more than Kabakura. And I do think Kabakura does care about his image, which is something that Hirotaka cares a mm, lot less about. That's so, true. That is So that true. is a big difference in regards to Kabakura as a character in relation to her and, like, Hirotaka. That's very true, because, like, I was lucky enough to grow up in an environment where a lot of people that I met were into anime and video games, so I never had a reason to hide it. Um, unlike, like, for instance, like Gracie over here. So I wouldn't fit that Kabakura mode who, a mode who is more concerned about his image that he likes anime. If somebody asks me if I go to conventions, I'll be like, oh yeah, I go to conventions. Oh yeah, see, I couldn't do that. Oh, I couldn't even admit, like, me loving anime. I'll be like, oh, I kind of watch them. (laughs) So, like, that's... That's fair. No, that's fair. Um, especially if you're coming from an environment that doesn't have that kind of interaction. Most of the people that I grew up with in like middle school were like people who are diehard like Naruto and Bleach fans, um, during that early like angsty emo phase. So I grew up with that and I was like very open about like being super weeby as well. You know, I would be like the, the kid that you don't want to take a look at because she's the one that's spouting off weeb words in Japanese that you don't understand. <laughs> oh my god. That was my face. That was my face in those dark days of middle school. And I didn't really care about it. And when, even when I started like when I went to high school and college, I didn't care either. I remember. I once held, we held, uh, when I was in college, I joined a club and we had our first officer meeting in that club. And one of the new officers walked in and I noticed that he had a My Hero Academia, uh, keychain but it was from anime expo from that same summer and i immediately asked him like oh did you get that at anime expo and he literally froze and i felt so bad for him i just wanted to talk about it yeah see that was so from that that point on like everyone knew so badly (laughs) i'm sorry yeah i realized in hindsight that that scared him but i just wanted to talk about it because i just i thought anime was really cool and i didn't really care about what other people thought Uh, well i think i do i feel like in a way if we mesh Kabakura and Hirotaka together, then we get the perfect Agnes. Because so, yeah. <laughs> Kabakura is very athletic, and Hirotaka is not at all. So we need to, we need is to, not we athletic. Need to plug Kabakura's athleticism into Hirotaka's like chillness and like not caring about image and stuff like that. Oh, another thing, and another difference or similarity between Hirotaka and you. Hirotaka is totally okay being by himself. Um, 
Oh, okay, <laughs> calling out as the introvert over here. Okay, but you both are so I'm not calling anyone out in this case. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but it's like, I, we just need to pluck parts of Kamakura and like put it into Kirotaka, and then we have made an Agnes, essentially. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that that was that could have been a chapter of Narumi and uh what's her name? Uh Koyanagi talking about like their boyfriends and how they how they would put them in compromising positions or like who would be the better of the two men if you put them together. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of an interesting conversation we're having here. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, see, and Narumi would be totally into it and so would I. So <laughs> <laughs> no gracie <laughs> i told you she is exactly like me it kind of scares me i'm like why do you even look like me stop looking like me and so stop posing like me too <laughs> um but yes all right uh isabel it's your turn to be in the hot seat uh, who do you think is who which two anime characters do you think is most similar to you <laughs> Uh, for me, uh, yes, I ended up choosing you guys before me, and I was like, wait, I have to choose me, too. <laughs> I was like, I don't oh, know no! <laughs> uh, know thyself. Yeah. Wise words of Aristocrates. So, yeah, I was just, like, scrolling through this, and then... <laughs> right? It's Socrates, not Aristotle. No, but you put them two together, so now we have merged Aristotle and Socrates together. <laughs> Aristotles. <laughs> Sorry, Isabel. No, it's fine. But yeah, uh, I ended up with Mitsuha from your name. I feel like I relate to her a lot in the sense that she's just like super dreamy and I'm like always like that or um, like especially when she's like in Taki's body and doing all these types of stuff like taking pictures of food and things. I'm like, that's me going around town and doing stuff and looking at things that don't matter. And um. And in a sense, she's also very, like, culturally based or maybe, like, I guess that's kind of my side where I'm pretty religious as well. So mm. I feel I, I feel like I relate to her a lot in the sense that she she's just super kind and caring and, of course, interviewed as well uh, to some extent. Except when she's in Taki, Taki's body, she acts like someone else well, because she is in someone else's body. But I feel that, too. Uh, I'm If you've ever been around my friends, they will be very confused by all the names I give to myself. And they're very confused when they receive emails. So it's kind of like a little imposter syndrome. And I just assume different uh, personalities at some points. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm a little bit hard to figure out. And then I have a hard time figuring myself out sometimes. So I feel like that internal struggle that I usually have is something that um, Mitsuha also has in a sense. Yeah, well, I mean, is that is? do you think it's the imposter syndrome that makes it hard for you to sort of like put yourself in like a category, I guess, with one of the anime characters? Because let's be honest, anime characters kind of fall into categories, so. <laughs> yeah, they do. So like I can see myself being someone else or having aspects of some other type of personality. Mm-hmm. Um, or either I want to f- uh, on the inside I really feel that way I really want to be that like bubbly character or that's what I want to feel like and so maybe I'll act it out in a different way or somewhere else but yeah in general though yeah I'm usually just uh, try to stay as normal as possible <laughs> try to stay as normal as possible <laughs> <laughs> okay so I can I can see Mitsuha as you actually there's like a sort of 
aura, which this is my end talking from my <laughs> from my Myers Briggs because I'm terrible at like giving explicit details, but like I feel like there's an aura to Mitsuha that does sort of fit yours, which is like it's it's calming and soothing in a way, but there's also like sort of like colors involved as well. Does that make any sense? I'm just realizing as I'm speaking that does not make any sense. So. <laughs> I mean, if from from my from using my S side of the right <laughs> over here, <laughs> <Please come> in. <laughs> um, from from what I guess I I from deciphering what Gracie's saying and then applying it to Isabel, it seems like Isabel has like a very like mysterious kind of air because she feels like she's shifting around different personalities and it's not as consistent or as obvious as let's say like. Gracie's more like Yankee personality mm-hmm. and mine that is like more cool and reserved. But in a way, it kind of adds a very interesting spice. Like you can never quite anticipate what Isabel will or will not do. Yeah. And the the cute, I guess like the cute moments where you talk, where you mention like you would take like food pictures and stuff. I think that's kind of cute because I never take my food pictures. I just eat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't pause to I take, don't food, take pictures. food pictures either. I just, I, I eat, but not as ravenously as Agnes does. <laughs> <laughs> We're like at a, we have like a spectrum at this point. I'm on like the ravenous end. Isabel's like on the end that like takes like careful, like Instagram mm-hmm. type of photos of her food. And then Gracie's like somewhere yeah. in the middle. <laughs> but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I just think it's very interesting because we don't quite always see it. So we always feel like there's something new about you to learn, I guess. Because that's how I feel. No, yeah, I feel that way about me too. Or yeah, it's hard. There's just so many things. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a Pisces as well. That's like kind of like I just kind of shift. And, and <laughs> I can never tell what going on. horoscopes. Now. All right, we're yeah, all talking about star signs, guys. Tell me your birth charts, and I will analyze everything. I've already sent you mine. I know. I know. That was very fun. Okay. Yeah. No. Let's not go there. Um. um we can save that for another podcast maybe <laughs> agreed oh yeah that'll be fine actually if we can do that for horoscopes for anime characters or something um but yeah oh fun. yeah which 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 anime character from the same horoscope with you matches you <laughs> that would oh, be cool yes. um but yeah the second character i had asked my sister for this and uh she's uh, she said uh rukia from bleach Oh and, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Repping my good girl over here. Okay. But yeah, she, and I was like, "Why Rukia?" But I haven't seen Bleach in so long. I hadn't thought about it for a while, and I, I agree with what my sister said. Of course, my sister would know me best, and so she said, "Yes, you're just like Rukia, where you have you're just kind of like cool, and you are laid back, and then you have this kind of like lone wolf personality in a sense that you kind of do things by yourself sometimes and go off by yourself." And you need a lot of time to yourself. And but then, even though you do all that, uh, she also thinks that uh, I'm, I'm quite serious when I need to, and also very, very silly, mm-hmm. like Rukia and her uh, drawing pictures or drawing bunnies and stuff. Oh, that, um, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking about that. Like I keep now seeing the the images of Rukia when she's telling Ichigo about like the yeah. the little soul pill that they take mm-hmm. to like r- like maintain human bodies, and it comes like in one of those like cute candy dispensers that has a little bunny on it and she goes like why the hell do you have that she's like what do you mean it's cute and i feel like that's something you would say like you're so adamant about like what particular thing that you actually like and that you're kind of like dreaming that sense too yeah definitely i'll have those moments where i have this because it's cute i i have this like little lotion like i'll have yeah little things cute things around me that i have to have or something so 
I feel like that's the same in a sense. Uh, and in just like Rukia, sometimes I think it's better to just draw things out for people and not have to talk mm. to them. I think it's better. It's visual image. <laughs> I feel that. I totally understand that. I don't. I talk all the time, guys. What a surprise. <laughs> I am deathly afraid of phone calls i fumble so much of phone calls i'd rather write an email and send it to somebody oh you would be terrible at my job part of my job is to lead uh phone calls and i had like five in a day once so. i i i can't even order takeout you can't really? i tried it was so hard i preferred just to do a doordash app instead. oh my gosh i cannot relate what the I, when I was a kid and the phone would ring, you know, before we had cell phones and we had like home phones, I would run for the phone. Like I would fight my parents for him and I'd be like, I got it because I want to answer it so badly. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. No way. Wow. Yeah. I talk on the phones all day. I, I attest. Too, but. Oh, you no, do? Yeah, I do. But like Agnes, even I should be able, to, I should be comfortable talking on the phone to order something right but no i'll be like you uh where's my grubhub or doordash let me just put that in (laughs) (laughs) when you have to click like three buttons to order your meal and the only interaction you have is to the driver just saying thank you for my meal and you just run back inside (laughs) oh my gosh well that's me at work actually that's really funny (laughs) how how well your sister pinned you uh for a character though I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Rookie is a good choice. No, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I always go, I remember distinctly when I joined high school, I was obsessed with bleach. I actually drew Rukia like on my binder and then I put in like the plastic cover thing so everyone could see that I like Rukia. Oh, yeah, so I was like, what okay, if, if I, I was it. doing that, then yes, obviously I like that character and I, I guess I see myself in her as well. That's why. Dope, but yeah, absolutely dope. I love it. I'm so curious to what you what you guys have for me. Who do you want to go? Uh, you want to go first? Oh, go, go on, Agnes. <laughs> All right. Um, the I did like also because I was thinking of like who's a mysterious but kind of like comfy kind of character. And I, this morning I was eating breakfast. I was watching Late Back Camp, and the first person that stuck out to me was Enna Saito from Late Back Camp. Oh, She's the the, yeah. the girl with the little dog. And there's two aspects. Like, the first part is, like, Enna is really okay, like, doing things by herself. Like, in the first season, she doesn't really... She's Rin's friend, and by such, she is in association with the outdoor camp sort of thing, because they all like to camp. But she doesn't necessarily have to be with them. She has a lot of her own alone time. Mm -hmm. She will sometimes say, like, oh, I can't go camping because I want to take care of my dog. And, like, she does her, her own thing, which I think Isabel is capable of doing, too. She's, like, very independent. But then there's also a hint of deviousness, too. I know I mentioned that for Gracie, but Isabel, you also have the hint of deviousness, too. And Anna has that, too. In the second season, when they're preparing for the birthday bash of Nadeshko and the other girl, uh, the three of them were trying to figure out how they were going to persuade their sensei to not binge uh, not to spend all her money on booze and instead spend money on buying a spinely lobster so that they can use as a part of the main dish. And you have like two characters like Aki and Rin are like fiercely discussing to each other like tactics and strategies of how they're going to have their sensei like 
like, um, fork over the money, right? And then all of a sudden, the sensei's like, oh, it's okay. I can buy this spiny lobster for you. And they're just like, how did she know? And they just look over and they just see Enna just like, just sitting there very contently because she just went up and just asked and she did it without like anybody else knowing. And I remember oh, the story of Isabel where you <laughs> knew Nubles indirectly and Nubles didn't even know that. So oh, it was kind of like yes! thrown left field. So that's why I made the two connections because it's just like, it's done so suddenly and so subtly that you're just like, you're getting a bit of whiplash, but it's great anyway. I totally oh, yeah, agree. Definitely. That's just my hot take. And then Anna's just very kind overall, very supportive of her friends and likes to take a lot of food Yeah, yeah, and too. also she's like, she loves animals. I mean, most of the girls love animals, but she owns a pet and stuff. And I, I, I don't know, like, Isabel, do you love animals? You seem like someone who does. <laughs> no, yeah. So like, the thing is, my family has always been no pets in the house and stuff like that so I've never had a pet other than goldfish I would say they don't count though because I never really took care of them because I was too young to understand mm -hmm. that I need to feed fish yeah like you feed yourself mm -hmm. um but recently I have been really really into cats I yeah whenever I go to my boyfriend's house I, wa I want to see the cats uh, and take picture of the cats that's so cute and so I've been obsessed with them and I watch them like all the time and I connect with uh, my other friends on their cats as well because I don't have one so I'm like oh that's so cute or like you know like their Instagram pictures and stuff like that it's adorable mm -hmm. yeah I, I can definitely see you like that as Anna then uh, well, yeah. my, my pick for you, Isabel, is I thought of Haru from Fruits Basket. <laughs> and <laughs> and really? the, re okay. the reason why is because of the fact that uh, his his normal side, which is the side you see more often, is super is super kind, but uh, chill and sort of like at a distance i guess and so it's like spacey huh? spacey spacey maybe? maybe like yeah kind of like a dreamer like, like you know because haru has a like his some space yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's like, kind of like, space like you something. everyone's said, like what's wrong yeah with you? like you how you tend to like be a dreamer and stuff and uh, haru is a total dreamer i think and especially with the, the things that he says but he's also very nice but he's like a man of few words and when he is nice he like says it and he says it in like such a calm and soothing manner but the other thing is i agree with agnes is i do think you have a devious side which i learned when i was talking when we had like our little mbti session with the whole anime training group and i was like oh you know surprisingly isfps are actually quite competitive and stuff and you're like yeah yeah <laughs> like you know sort of thing but i feel like <laughs> i feel like most people would never peg you for that type of person at all in the same way that no one would peg haru to be the type to have like a black haru side and be like so what do you want, huh? Like, you know, like, get over it sort of thing. And that actually also reminded uh, me of that one time when we had some girl taku drama in regards to the content and stuff when I uh, when I DM'd you and I was like, what are your thoughts on it? And you were basically like, we're going to make whatever we want and they can deal with it, you know, sort of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was such a... <laughs> I, I, I they, they, that was a really badass comment. I really took that to heart. I was like, "Yeah, Isabel got it." <laughs> it's, like, oh, wow. it's like Agnes and I are all talking about negotiating and you know interacting and stuff like that. And then Isabel, you just come in with you're like, "If we have to monitor what we say, that I'm done. There's nothing else to be said." Like Isabel is <laughs> the one who puts her foot down. I and love I it. I think like that just reminds me of 
reminds me so much of the Black Haru moment, like when Black Haru was defending uh, Momiji wearing more girly clothes, and he was like, look, if a guy wears girls in clothes that are more like a girl's, that doesn't make him less of a guy, just like the fact that I have mm-hmm. piercing doesn't automatically make me a gangster and stuff like that. And that like that sort of blunt but very, very true sort of statements and just saying it out loud with no reservations really reminded me of... Um, or it, can, it maybe connect you with like those moments where uh, you have that and you just like you just stand your ground in a way that like I don't think anyone would ever expect you to stand your ground because, you know, like you said, you don't usually talk too much. And um, from the outside, you look you are very calm and soothing, especially your voice is very calm and soothing. And <laughs> I agree. yeah. And so and it's like which I feel like just melds with Black Haru really well is because the way he talks normally is very calm and soothing. He kind of has like a dreamer look and he likes to he likes to take pictures of food, too, by the way, which is a manga, a manga specific thing. So, <laughs> um, so it's just like I, so I feel like Haru just put, sort of puts those two together. So, yeah, that's my character I picked for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah, I definitely can see that, too. Now that you've mentioned it, we talk more about Haru. Ever, my first reaction to Haru was like, really? I never really saw myself that way. I Maybe because it's like based on Zodiac characters, I only want to see myself as a Zodiac character. But yeah, when I definitely think about Haru, I'm like, okay, yes, uh, because yeah, sometimes I'm very stubborn about what I think is right, even though it might be completely wrong. And so, <laughs> and like you said, in other situations, I will be very black and white about things. I try to see the gray and I maybe try to understand it, but then it, it's like over my head or too much to think about. So I'll just be like, it's got to be black or white. It's this answer or that. And we're not doing anything else. Okay. So just make, just to make life simple and we can move on type situation. I like that. I, I want my life to be like nice and black and white where I don't have to think about anything. <laughs> but it's good because it adds like a very sh- uh, sharp clarity to a lot of the clutter of whatever we're discussing. And it really shows that you have a particular stance and that you are passionate about something. So I don't think it's imposter syndrome. You just have you just have a very different take on things. Yeah. And that you're very proud. To, you're not proud, but you are ready to admit of which side you're on. And that adds it it doesn't make you feel any fake. Oh, and the other thing I think of is Haru also has a sense mm-hmm. of humor, but it's in a very understated way. And even when he when his humor comes out, it doesn't it doesn't like come out purposefully humorous like comedic characters do it's more like he just says it and I feel like there's been moments on the girl taco podcast where you just say something and and Agnes and I just think it's so funny but you like totally meant what you said and stuff like that and so that was another thing (laughs) absolutely yeah No, yeah, sometimes sometimes I just don't get it until later and I think I'm completely serious about it or I totally get the situation wrong and I'm like, oops, it just takes a while for me to figure out. <laughs> no worries. It's all it's all in good chess. Oh, yeah, it's all in totally. good chess. Mm-hmm. Well, that is sort of our summation of ourselves as anime characters. Did you two have fun getting yourselves dissected by yourself and by us as well? <laughs> No, yeah, this was definitely fun. Uh, seeing the characters that you gave me, you guys gave me, and the characters that you know we gave each other is super fun. I, I feel like everyone should do this. Actually, like think about what characters they are because I feel like we don't think about it enough in a sense, and it might be hard to find, but they're definitely out there. I agree. I feel like it's a lot more lighthearted in a sense too because it doesn't poke at people's insecurities about 
which what type of things that make them not a like a good person or not oh, a faithful yeah, person. Yeah. But rather but rather you're painting yourself in the shoes of an anime character that you've come to like love or adore or actually acknowledge that they're a good character, they're a cool protagonist. And so you kind of feel like there's a, a little boosting self confidence too. Well, unless you're me and you say Tanjiro, you're just like, uh <laughs> you know <laughs> I mean I said you were Alan Walker and you admitted that was okay, kind of yes, cool. That is so true. I hope that I gave you some some I endorphin boost on your system. Tanjiro just gets me rubby all the wrong way. I guess it's just like it's just like at work. There's another guy whose personality is very similar to me. It took me a long time to like become friends with him and stuff. And I think it's just inherently there is just a part of me that's like there can only be one like sort of thing. So I don't know. Oh yeah, that definitely happens sometimes when like two people that are so like come to each other. It's just like no, sometimes it just does not work out. Yes. <laughs> well i hope you guys enjoyed this conversation for listeners and also please feel free to write down your own perceptions of which anime character you feel is most similar to you and you know share yourselves with us as well uh thank you for listening and i hope you'll join us all next time bye everyone Bye -bye. bye bye